Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome in to the Women of Power show. I'm Laura Topper and I'm here joined today by Reverend Dr. Melissa Higginbotham. Welcome, Dr. Missy, as I know you and you are so, uh, you're, you're known as that. So is that okay if I call you Dr. Missy? Thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Come welcome here. to the show today. It's so great to be here with you. Oh, likewise, likewise. This is nice. It's like having a nice chat with a good friend. Oh, that's lovely. Well, I, I consider you to be a friend, a mentor, a teacher, a guide. You are all of this and more um, for me, and I'm and I'm sure for many who you uh, who you say yes to in your your call to serving as a spiritual teacher and guide and what a blessing you are with the gifts that you bring and you are you are the gift that keeps on giving dr missy <laughs> thank you thank you so welcome to who if you're here joining us today welcome into the women of power show um this show is always a, an organic conversation with an inspirational guest and Dr. Missy is an inspirational guest, the Director of Education for Emerson Institute. Uh, Dr. Missy also teaches and develops curricula for Emerson Institute and edit, oh no, given that up, uh, we'll talk about that actually, that you're not, you're not any at this time um, editing the newsletter, although it's something that you've done for a while. Um, Dr. Missy, and I can attest to this, you have a broad esoteric study background covering new thoughts and mysticism, shamanism, drumming, herbal and plant medicines, aromatherapy, crystal healing, color puncture, Reiki, sound healing, hermetic practices, and a variety of many other spiritual uh, and energy healing practices. You are a, um, a cornucopia of, of spiritual <laughs> spirituality. I mean, <laughs> it, it's incredible the knowledge that you have and you are a, a labyrinth facilitator and you belong to the Labyrinth Society and the Sound Healers Association. And you earned your BA in music from California State University and a Masters of Science in Logistics from uh, the USAF Institute of Technology. You have your doctorate um, in spiritual studies and in religious studies from Emerson Institute and a doctor of divinity. Dr. Missy, you're a life lifelong learner, aren't you? You continue oh. to learn and grow and expand and, and, um, and in your spare time. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute. Read, garden, bake bread. Oh my gosh. And you're married to David, who, who really supports you and travels with you, um, not just physically, <laughs> on your astral journeys, I'm sure, and supports you with all of the, the great work that you are doing um, for humanity right now, for all of life right now. Dr. Missy, welcome to the Women of Power show. <laughs> you, you know, the... Um, uh, we, we were a family that loved to read. We lived out in the country, you know, 13, 14 miles from town on a, on a farm. And um, uh, my parents always said, you know, don't expect people to entertain you. So you always took a book with you. And at Christmas time, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So the parents went to, they would, and my older sister, Kathleen, they would go to a, a used bookstore. And so we'd get, you know, and they get these, you know, 10 for a dollar. And uh, it was cheaper in those days. And... <clears throat> And we'd have we'd have all these books under the Christmas tree, and um, uh, and so you in the afternoon you that's what you did after you had we our big meal was kind of breakfast. Mom would make would make a baked ham, and he would have have like um, Danish pastries, and there's this tomato drink that was sort of like a Bloody Mary mix. Uh, but she made it her, her, herself with, you know, lots of stuff. And, and she would heat it up and she says, it takes away the phlegm in the morning, you know. So we would drink this special drink, um, no alcohol. It was just, you know, tomatoey. And, and then the grandparents would come over and, and uh, we'd, have, we'd have breakfast and oh, scrambled eggs also. We'd have breakfast. And then, and then we'd read in the afternoon. We'd nap and, 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 and read. And, and um, and my parents at nighttime during um, uh, during dinner time, uh, 
they would ask questions. We had maps on the walls. Of, of mm. like the and, and so the, uh, the dad would ask uh, geography questions. And, and we did, we if what's never came up in the news, they would ask us questions. And, and um, my older sister had developed a game called two, three. And she would say, say, let's say like Leonardo da Vinci. And we had to say, well, he's an Italian. He's, he's an artist and, and like Mona Lisa or something, you know, we had to, we, and if it was like Mark Twain, okay. American writer, uh, uh, Huck Finn, you know, we had to know we, and so that's how we kind of learned. That was kind of our home education outside of school. And, um, uh, and so learning, my parents were really supportive of the learning. They, and not so much of the grades. They, they said it was better to be a whole person mm-hmm. than it was to be just focused on getting A's. You know, they would, yeah. they would rather have, have someone that, that uh, was well-versed in a lot of things. So it was, it, it was almost in the old-fashioned way where they would do this, the seven uh, uh, liberal arts. You know, it was, it was uh, my grand, my grandmother would give uh, our family uh, four tickets to the Fresno Symphony, and so uh, four of us would, would uh, every month or, or whenever they had a, a, a music, uh, they would uh, we would go, we would go to uh, to the symphony, and then Dad would take us to this ice cream place afterwards. You know, we'd have we'd have these these uh, special five cent ice cream cones, and and. Uh, because what was special was you could pay a nickel more if you had a nickel and 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 have it dipped in chocolate and 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 um and then there were these other ice cream things that were real special they were they were on a stick and they were called uh of all things um oh what was it flying saucers they were called flying saucers so we were eating flying saucers and and uh, so it was it was that type of upbringing and and since we were in a farming community that was it was like all the parents in the in the area uh, were into making sure their their children had a broad a broad view, I guess, of, of life. Because I went to we went to one of those one room schoolhouses, and there were three buildings by the time I went, but it had had the bell and the steeple, and it had nineteen twelve on the front. Granville Elementary School, you know, and um, uh, first through eighth grade. My dad went to that school. Wow. And, and yeah, and then after you went there, then you you were bussed in the t- uh, in the town for. Uh, uh, high school, you know, for ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth and uh, grades. Though um, they they eventually uh, had an intermediate middle school type thing, but you know, it, it was um, that was how we were brought up. A level a level mm-hmm. learning. It was it was like your imagination. I mean, yes. you, you couldn't go anywhere. You you didn't have the money to go to really do a travel. We went up to the mountains and 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 camp that's how we got and we got a love of nature of the we go up to king's canyon and and uh and, and camp and dad had some stuff from world war ii you know where they where they get a tent and a cot and stuff and and so that was our cot and and we borrow grandpa's pickup and we put a, t- a tarp over the back and so some of us would sleep on sleeping bags underneath that was that was our our kind of tent so that was kind of the upbringing we had that love of learning and and um uh not to, not to mention the competitive between six kids but but uh, you know who knew the most, you know. But it wasn't so much into it, in you know it was it was um, a love of learning, I guess, was the big thing. Yeah. And I haven't lost. I haven't lost that. To me, it's exciting to learn something new. You know. And it feels. Oh, I'm. It feels no. to me as if whatever your interests would have been growing up, or in your in your kind of formative years, and then as you uh, went to university, you know, really embrace learning that you would have put that you were just waiting for the topic to spark you I didn't I just it feels like I, well I when I went to college I didn't know what I wanted to major and I ended up majoring yeah. in music but uh I, I went in there thinking well do I want because it was like a candy shop you know you go yes you could take this 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 and I couldn't decide whether did I want music did I want theater did I want history or did I want English you know <clears throat> and and uh uh and so I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, you know, I started and, and what's hard is that when you do major in music, you can't hardly take anything else because there's so, uh, like 28 units at that time, it was 28 units to get an English degree, but 40, 45 units to get a music degree, 
that was the difference. And, yes. and so, so you were taking out of, let's say, 17 units a semester, you were taking 13 of it just in music, just in the music part. And, and so it didn't give you a lot of chance to explore in other areas. Other things. Yeah. And so why music? What, what was it about music that you thought, I've got to learn more, I've got to know more? Well, um, I always wanted to be a singer. Yes, that time. And it was interesting because I had a lyric color through a voice and it sound and and I and in my mind's eye, it had this warmth to it. Right. But when I listened to it on tape, it sounded just pure sound, like a crystal bowl kind of sound. And uh, which is fine for sound healing. But when you uh, I loved uh, Italian opera and I wanted to so I thought I want to be an opera singer. Well, the type of voice I had meant that it would take, it doesn't mature until your forties. And here I am, you know, 20 years old, I'm there saying, ah, so I'm gonna have to spend 20 years in repertoire and just doing the yeah. same thing day after day after day. So so when I when I started going back for my master's in voice and I was had I had was doing this kids group in dinner theater and, and I was uh, doing some vocal directing in a local dinner theater. Uh, all of a sudden I thought, you know, I can't see myself doing this. I, I was so interested in other things. It was, yeah. I had this feeling of, of a dead end that, right. that, and so that's when I went into the, into the Air Force, which is what USAF stands for, the United States Air Force. Okay. Yeah. Institute. And why? What that, that feels like, okay, so music. <laughs> I know, I know why. why. I know my, my, my family, my brothers and sisters, uh, people would say, well, what's, what's Melissa doing now? And, 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 and my one sister would cross her eyes. She's in the Air Force. And they go, what? She went to the Air Force. You know, it's like they couldn't understand why. Well, I couldn't understand why. All I knew was I wanted to do something different. And, you know, when you feel the call to do something different, you look for what door is opening, what's available. And I was at that time, I was 27 years old and you had to be out of basic training uh, by the time you were 28. And I graduated on the day I was 28. And um, but it was uh, it was a way to get out of a stuckness. Yes. I was in this farming town and and. Uh, where where you wore nylons and put makeup on to go to the mall, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and I loved to go up and visit my older sister when she was going to Berkeley because I could say, take the bra off. Where where was I wear one of those shirts, you know, with the, that that uh, it was kind of like it had a peplum thing here and but it but it held you here, you know. And, and I wore it over a jean skirt, no nylons, wore sandals. It was like yes. total freedom. Total freedom. Totally. Did you want to learn to fly? Oh, Did no. you want to no, okay. No, um I, I didn't want to learn to fly, um, but but what, what's interesting is is as a, as a female, you kind of learn to, to, okay, where is your power and why don't I feel powerful, you know? And, and you, and you go back and forth, well, I'm, I'm feeling powerful here, but not here. And and I would find that, that, um, uh, you'd end up in ones-on-ones with, with, uh, uh, with other people. In my case, when you're younger, it's the men, you know, and, and you're there working with this power imbalance, you know, and uh, or seemingly power imbalance because it's all up here and, and here. And and um, and so going into the service was a way to, um, you know, as I think about it, you know, uh, is at the time it was, well, how am I going to support myself? You know, because mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of call for for a bachelor's degree in in voice performance at this moment, you know, and and um, uh, and and what do I want to do the rest of my life? I thought I I thought at the, at the time I would uh, get a paycheck and I could explore. I could go further schooling um, and see what I really wanted to do, and perhaps perhaps um, I'd see some other part of the country or the world, you know, and and get out of my stuckness. Right. And, and how do you do that? And sometimes it, you go through, it takes, you know, you have to say yes to yourself and you go through a door that's opening. And it's not always 
easy. You know, it's sometimes it's kind of scary because you don't know what's on the other side. That's the adventure part. But um, but it's learning. Uh, I knew I needed to learn how to be my own person, not not to define myself by someone else. But and how do you do that? You know, and and so I got lots. Of, I got lots of opportunities and challenges to to do that and 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 to uh, react differently, perhaps respond to life differently, and 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 how to take on power um, and understand that power is all about about not only empowering yourself but empowering others because um, it's. One of the things that, that you do, and, and, and it's always in there, is you don't always take credit. You know, it's not you. You may have started the ball rolling, but it's not you that's doing everything. Mm. You know, so, um, so you have to learn to, uh, to celebrate others. You know, you have to learn to, to, um, to hold the door for, for others so they can walk through. And, and I had a... I had a dream one time, well, kind of a thought that if it was my time to leave the planet and I looked back at the people I could have helped, uh, I had an opportunity and was able to help. There's a difference between wanting to help and being able to help, you know, and um, and I didn't. And I made a choice not to, you know, and and you and you learn, too, that when you help others, eventually it comes around. You may not. You, maybe it won't be this lifetime. You know, there's always. Because uh, there's always takers. But the thing is, is that when you give, you give out of a sense of knowing it's the right thing. And if you have if you have something to give, you have more than enough, then why not share it? Yes. So why not share it? Because it's going to, to light someone else's pathway and it's going to open up uh, doorways that you don't know. You don't know. And if anything, it's going to it's going to help you open your own heart. You know, and that's the thing I've been working on a long time is 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 um, is what is the feeling of love? You know, we give, uh, what is the feeling of the total encompassing feeling of love? Because sometimes we get this feeling and we, and we just, you know, we want to go hug someone because because we know we're in that energy of love. But but at the same time, when you when you read the literature and love with all your heart, mind, soul, body, what is that? You know, so that's kind of what I'm. I've been contemplating this the, the last couple of weeks and probably through through the Christmas season is is how does one expand within in into with for an astrolite and and then knowing that the the love energy is the essence of the universe is 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 the divine and and no matter what we call it and um, and so how do, how would it feel like to be totally suffused by that that light but I'm finding too that in that contemplation that I need to make sure I don't force things that I don't um, uh, because uh, a lot of times people will will use substances to force things doors open they'll 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 keep they won't allow allow the in breath they'll do the out breath they'll do the doing but then it's also that that uh, that's that coming back in. And, and so I'm calling it uh, fallowing. You know, it's an old, uh, uh, when, the, when the fields lie fallow, um, that's when um, your crops, you know, it looks like when you look out of the field, like everything's just dead and dying and the frost comes in and everything. But you let the fields lie fallow. So you don't do anything with it. You leave mm. them undisturbed so that down within, the root systems are growing. Down within, and for us, it would be within ourselves and down to the very bottoms of our feet, our, our soul, our, our totality of self, that there are things happening. And we need to be open and receptive and surrender to that knowing. And, and, and that's a hard, hard thing to do is, is, is understanding about that surrender to that light, to that feeling, to that allowing is uh is an act of power and it's it's yes. hard i'm finding i'm i mean i was there i got so into this needed to be done this needed to be done this needed to be done 
that it almost felt like, oh my God, am I addicted to doing things, getting things done? And we all are on some level, aren't we? It's the yeah. it's the culture. And when I say culture, I don't mean like I don't mean it in uh, from a, a societal. I mean it's the it's what we're living in. It's the it's the milieu of of what we're living and breathing in and as is that we have oh, to yeah. do more and be more and have more mm -hmm. and because of a, an underlying fear. And I think it goes back to something you said a little bit earlier that, that we're not enough and we have to prove our power and prove ourselves that we to ourselves even that we're, we're enough. Yeah. And I'm interested, Dr. Missy, because there was a shift. There must have been a shift within you of what power means, what power meant to be in the Air Force and living a life where you were in a very, obviously a very strict daily routine and being told, you know, you have to do this at that point and it must have been quite physical as well mm -hmm. um, with training. Mm -hmm. And then to <coughs> what, what was it that shifted within you of, well, power is not something outside of me. It's something that I, I'm discovering within. And that would have been, I, I'm assuming mm -hmm. your spiritual journey, your spiritual voyage of, of opening to that. What, what, shifted that for you well, you know i i can remember being at carswell air force base and i was in charge of vehicle maintenance and um and they had never had a female in charge before and and so all these guys uh, there were some of them that that decided to uh not always be working all the time they would just be kind of you know, they would take longer breaks and stuff and and so i just observed for about two weeks because you never go in and sweep things clean you know, um, there's nothing worse than every time someone knew <laughs> that things changed. And so, and I had a, um, a master sergeant that um, after a couple of weeks, he came and had a talk with me and he says, well, what, uh, what do you want me to have? And I said, no, I said, no, it's time for me. And it was, and it was very scary in a way because I didn't know how to do, I didn't know how to, how to exert our, or use that sort of power, directive power, you know? And um, I'd always had it done to me or for me. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like I, I had never been in that position. And um, and so I said, well, how am I gonna do this? And, and all these vehicle maintenance people were, um, you know, very down to earth and stuff. So, <laughs> so I just, I decided, well, I had this theater background. I did a lot of theater. <clears throat> so, so I thought to myself, since it's not me to yell at people or do that, then I will do it like, uh, like I'm part of a play. Cause isn't that real, really what we're here? It's, well, it's, we are all part of a play anyway. Yeah, we're in the middle of a, of, 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 of a spiritual play, you know, of a mystery, mystery play, right? <laughs> what these call it in medieval middle ages time. Love it. And so uh, I went, uh, we were on, we were having the morning coffee or something. I was in there and, and then I went in and, and it was time for me to speak. And I looked at everybody and I, and then I said, what the, do you guys think you're doing? And all the jaws dropped. And I was very, and I was in, I had put myself into that. Oh, you were in. Various, yeah. And, and, and I said, I said, do you think I'm not watching? You think I'm, I'm that here, you're doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're doing this. You're not doing this. And you think I'm not watching? I said, well, I am. And I, and, and, and so I laid it all out for him. I don't remember exactly what I said, but just mostly the tone, um, uh, you know, it was like, it was like disciplining kids, you know, but, but, it, but they were adults. And I would thought, well, they don't expect a female. And, and I looked so very prim and proper, you know what I mean? I had this, I have this face that looks like a Puritan. And so, and so I, I went out there and, and I thought, and it shocked him. And, 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 and then I said, supervisors upstairs. And then as I'm going upstairs to meet the supervisors, I have this great silly grin on my face. I go, oh my God. And 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 I could and, and it was like I was laughing at myself. I was laughing at myself, thinking, okay, okay, we're doing it. And and um, then I went upstairs and 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 uh, uh, gave it gave it to the supervisor. And after that I had no problem with him. And and even a year later, I had this officer come down from my colonel's office saying, 
it was his aide and it was saying, what was it? No, it was his exact. And he was there saying, what, what was it that you told them? What was it? I go, I just laid it on the line. You know, I wasn't going to repeat what I said. That was, that was between me and the, and, and the people that were there in my, in my flight. And, and so that's, that was my first step into how to use power, but how to use a different, uh, director power, but I wasn't hurting anybody. I was just saying, Hey, wake up, you guys, you know, I'm yeah. no dumbass, you know, I've okay. seen what you're doing. And, and, um, uh, and, and then, um, uh, then I had a senior master sergeant that was in charge of vehicle maintenance. And he had, before this, he had, um, uh, he had threatened to throw the, the lieutenant that was there out the window. He just didn't get along well because a lot of times new people come in and they want to be in charge. And I went to him and I said, okay, here's another second lieutenant for you to, to, um, to train. And, and he was shocked. And, and I said, look, I know that, that by law I'm in charge. And I said, and I said, uh, uh, the buck stops here. If anything happens here, I'm the one that's going to get fired, not you. And I said, but at the same time, it's your responsibility to train me of, 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 of what I need to know here. And, and he was just so surprised. And, and, uh, and we had had, an, had, and I was in a unit that had gone unsatisfactory during their last major inspection. And so I said, what do you want to do? And so we, and, and so I, I said, do you want to, do you want to go on set again? Because he was thinking of leaving. Or I said, do you want to, uh, do you want to try for excellent? So he decided he wanted to try, he wanted to try for excellence. And so we laid it out and, and we, and, and he decided, and I said, well, what do you want to do? He says, I want to be down on the floor with, and with, because he was very hands-on. I said, well, why don't you do that? And I will take care of the, of getting all the administrative regulations and operations, you know, all that stuff up to, up to speed. Because what I did is I went and got the, um, uh, from my master's search, I was able to get all the, uh, um, the check marks, you know, what you needed to do for an inspection and what they call the management indicators. What are your management indicators that say that you're a healthy organization? And, and so I started saying, okay, it says, okay, have all your major regulations and it laid it out, this, this, this. And I said, okay, let me start with that. You know, so we went, you know, and, and, uh, uh, and it got to the point where we had it all ready to go except for safety. People just kept messing up. And, and one safety violation, can, can, you can lose it all. The whole thing. Yeah, so I went and sat down in front of my commander and said, okay, sir, I've done this and this, this. What I said, I need help. This is the first time I'm asking about, I need help. Uh, uh, this whole safety issue. And he said, well, you might want to try what, one thing he had done is he took a head of piece of wood and he, he had it, he had it painted white and it said safety in red on the front. And he says, someone that violates safety, you tell them that they have to carry this wherever they go, including the bathroom. Uh, and to, until they find someone else that's violating safety, then they can hand it over to the next person. Mm. And that's yeah. what we did because see what happens is no one wants to be caught with the brick because right. it becomes a um, uh, embarrassing. Embarrassment. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to use the word shame, you know, but no. it's, it's an embarrassment. And uh, and let me tell you, we we ended up going excellent. Uh, and, and, and our commander was the only one on base that ended up getting promoted. And, and, um, and so that kind of, that was my first foray into actual wielding outward power. And, but I had to find something within myself because yes. Missy was scared inside because she didn't know, you know, she had never been taught, you know, when you come, come from, 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 um, my mom was very strong, but there, but, but. But there was there was the wielding of power, but there was also this abuse of power, you know, because because here she had all these kids that were very strong willed. So how do you keep them in line? And so uh, so I didn't know. I really didn't know uh, how to set boundaries, how to wield power. And so uh, and so this was my first foray into it. You know, I'd been in charge of of. Um, uh, a theater people, so I knew how to handle a lot of uh, wacky people, you know, and and because when you're when you're a creative, <laughs> and you know, you know, it's a lot different than people that are are um, into 
that have what I would call an accounting mind, you know. And so, uh, so every then every place I went to, I got opportunities to learn more about power. And meanwhile, I'm sort of saying, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, what am I doing in the Air Force? And um, uh, and then one day I had uh, I had an awakening where I had a dream where I was given this golden key. And they said, and I said, I'm not ready. And they go, well, when are you going to be ready? And I went, okay. And then I started um, uh, really reading and going to workshops and everything. I mean, I was one of those, you know, I was thirsty up the well, let me drink, let me drink, you know. And, um, but I was very also about this whole issue of power because I was very conscious and I don't know how I learned it either about not giving your power away because it's so very, uh, and it's so very easy to let someone else do it. Now there are times to let someone else do it because you're empowering them, but there's also times when you're learning about power that that when you know it's yours to do you see because because there's that because you know there's there's stuff that's yours to do because you get that feeling this is mine and you know you're going to learn from but uh but you're there wimping out <clears throat> you know it's it's like it's like um deciding that as you're about to go on stage you get stage fright that you're going to turn away and walk out the door because you're too scared to go and so i learned a lot about about um myself you know when 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 you have when i had guys that that would come up and try to put the once over on you you know and 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 i was shocked it was like it was i mean i had someone there saying i'm here standing like this and they're saying well i know you want to and i'm there going oh what gives you that idea oh your body language i'm there standing like this now tell me how's that how's that giving them any wrong ideas yeah so i went home and i said my issue is that is that I didn't know, I'd be stunned uh, by the thought that someone would even think that of me. And then I, and then you learn how that it's not that it's that they are reflecting to you what they are or what yeah. how they view life or how they view people or how they view women and, and, uh, and women's place in the world. And um, uh, as if without women, they wouldn't be here. And anyway, they're, um, uh, and, and so it's, I learned to, um, so I went home and I said, I need a phrase that I could bring up so that I won't be stunned because I would be stunned and my mind would go blank, you know? Um, yes. And so we were, we were overseas. We had deployed to, I'm, I'm not sure if it was Turkey or, 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 or Aviano, but we had deployed um, and we were, we were practicing uh, working with the, with the locals, local groups and stuff. And, and, um, and so there was a, there was like a party afterwards or something. And, and, uh, uh, this one, one guy said, well, you want to come over to my place though, you know, for, for, for coffee or something, though we went drink coffee and I'm there saying, no. so I had my phrase ready. I go, I go, thank you very much, but I'm into quality, not quantity. <laughs> and, and he went, and I just smiled at him, patted him on the shoulder, and went over and talked to to the to the chiefs, and 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 I found out later that that was you know that was something they you know this what goes TDY stays TDY temporary duty what goes you know and and I wasn't uh, I wasn't into that you know that wasn't that wasn't what I was when I was there and and the thing is is that and, and even if I had an inclination I didn't want to build a reputation of 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 that but. But the big thing was that just wasn't wasn't me. But every place I went, once I had my spiritual awakening, my my golden key episode um, sounds like an episode like, oh, she went crazy. But uh, <laughs> but it was it was um, uh, I started uh, whatever I was working on, like I did some violet flame work, worked on the I am. And so wherever I went over the over the, uh, the ensuing years, I went to Ascension Island set the ascension flame and on ascension island which is you know down in the middle of nowhere between africa and south america you know and and we had i went in there to do an inspection on our materials handling equipment went in on 141 and and uh and so that was and and went to puerto rico uh to roosevelt roads and and wherever i went went to germany went to uh, went went to eventually to Korea and Japan and and I and I set I I would consciously be there and I would set the the flame flame of trans, transformation I knew that if my intent 
and 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 no and knowingness because this first comes with intent and that if i could anchor something if i could mm -hmm. anchor truth if i could anchor whatever is a higher truth or symbol that and and do it with the knowing that it's anchored rooted and it's going to expand then people have then it will transform the area people going through it they'll be activated in order to start doing their own search it and so i would i would uh, uh do things like that wherever i went and as i learned i would it, that that was my own practice field because i didn't really have any teachers you know i love when people say this has been my teacher for 20 years and this has been my and it's like this is my teacher for a weekend <laughs> this is my teacher for one day two hours you know because i got a lot of my training in in the training time and so it's uh and you must have been so open and ready for that kind of transform transformative change for your own life because you it, it, i mean i i'm hearing that you you were kind of checking off well, what does power mean for me and you were being given so many experiences in so many different ways to oh, yeah. unravel the meaning of power and, and what goes with power too you know i had a lot of, i had dreams i had this inner temple and i would and and i built this inner temple because you know you read about okay the body's the temple the body temple edgar casey always talk about the body sure. temple. so how does and 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 what's in the temple is the divine that's you go to the temple to find divine so therefore i have this divine spark here that's where it is and i built the temple to house the spark kind of you know that was my my first uh my first uh, doing things and 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 i would sit there by the flame and i would and i would see a little mini me take stuff and throw it into the flame like resentment and anger and, and throw it into the flame and see the flame go because it was transforming but yeah. also then one day i noticed the door there in 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 back in the back part of my temple and there was this flame on it and and pretty soon then the next time time i saw that there was chairs there and what happened what started happening was it was like it was like rotating guides my guide would come in uh, and depending on the color of the chair, I would know who was going to be there and give me a teaching. And I got, and, and so in the dream time, I got these teachings about integrity, being, you know, integrity is being true to the core of your soul, being the core of your authentic self is basically what integrity is and, and being, you know, you, you stay aligned with your soul, soul's purpose. <clears throat> and then I got, I got uh, impeccability, you know, and, and then I got this whole, um, uh, where I thought I got these thoughts about cards, and and I was doing uh, uh, I was doing energy work at the time, and I called my sister, myself Crystal Singer, and because uh, my because when I when I toned and stuff, it sounded very like a crystal bowl, and so, and I and I got to where I was using crystals and layouts and things, and and um, uh, and, and and so I would I can't think where I was going. Well, you were talking about you, you were talking about how you were basically being well not basic you were being taught in the, in your dream world you were being oh, yeah. oh you were yeah being and so yeah so i downloaded all these thoughts about love about these different cards and it was all about and so i had a card of, of authentic self i had a card on love card on grace so i had all these is it the way this is the wheel of transcendence well that's it became the wheel of transcendence but it started out as like 50 your own cards. personal journey yeah 52 cards or like oracle cards and and i had where let's say um uh resistance or something was a card and i had um uh it was it was a stone in the uh in the middle of a river you know so so what are your blockages you know and and things so it was it was so i would i would get downloads about the cars but they were really you know things about ego things about about yes. uh, vibration things and and um and so that's kind of how i uh, so yeah that was my that was my journey i got it all in the dream time because i was always on the go i was always you know off to another base you know how did you balance that in in the world that you were in with with the work that you were doing Mm -hmm. And then the world that you were in with the work that you were doing in, in your spiritual um, yeah. <laughs> career, how did you how did you come to balance that? Um, I think you, you come to balance it because you don't always you learn discernment. You learn, you know, you learn 
uh, who you can trust, who you can't to talk about things. And, yes. and, and, um, uh, and the people that, that are attracted to that will, will come and ask questions. But, because right. uh, I had a couple when I was in Spain, a couple of guys that came and, and I ended up giving away Catherine Ponder's Prospering Power of Love to them. Because I, I had copies and I would pass them out as I run around the world for people that were interested. Um, and, um, and, and so you end up having the secret life, I guess, you know, where, where, where you're, you're working on the consciousness part of, of and, and having worked with energy and having, uh, uh, taught, uh, I did a lot of, of, of learning myself and, and, um, uh, as opposed to like, you know, I had my Reiki trainings and stuff, but then you're off and, and how do you do, what do you do from then? Well, yeah. you're, 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 you're still working on consciousness and understanding it's all energy. It's all consciousness. It, it no matter what name it is, you see. And, um, but I can remember going into uh, religious science, United Church of Religious Science of a date in Ohio. And it was uh, for, um, I think it was New Year's day. Oh, the, the oh, what's the thing about peace? It was the, um, I think it was around New Year's where, where it's a peace prayer and everything. So you go, and I was on my way to work. So I went in in my uniform and, and they had forgotten. I mean, there's one thing to know that you're in the service, another to have it right there in front of you. Because usually I, I had, you know, civilian clothes on Sundays and stuff because I was the music minister there. Here I went in and I was there at the time I was the captain. I was there in my captain's uniform and, and, and people were, guard, were, were a little, you know, I got that look, you know, we're shocked. It was okay, but it was, it was, they'd forgotten. And, right. and, but it's just understanding that your journey is your journey. You know, yeah. it's nothing to, and, and, um, and there were several people at the church. We, we'd meet every Monday. Uh, there were like three women and we started having meditation things on Mondays and we'd work with energy. And, and one of the ladies, her, she, she came from a spiritualist background where, where she ended up being a religious science um, practitioner later on, but she, um, uh, she, her background was was uh, spiritualist, so she was very open to that, and and we would have and and so we would just talk and 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 work on things, and and we'd all get dreams or something, so we'd say, well, this is what I'm getting, or this is the feeling I'm getting, you know, and I had angel experiences, so I was working a lot with, with um, with the with angelic energies you know i would i would ask um <clears throat> my guides because i was you know i was reading everything i was reading on dreams and i was reading on you you name it i had this i ended up with it was a 1600 book library which later on i i uh uh i did i ended up giving it away uh, during a period of time where i had to really downsize but i considered myself a way shower it's it was like it's not always mine to do or to teach but i can i can say you might want to go talk to that person you might want to go talk or or read this book you know and you've been brought up to do that i mean you from how you shared in the beginning of, and how your parents pulled that out of you with your with your siblings at the table um <laughs> That, that's been ingrained in you to share and to have facts and uh, a knowledge on, on so many different things, so many different topics, so many different aspects of spirituality. Is that why you, or, or what happened when then, let's just jump forwards a little bit further, when you maybe felt, or oh, felt, I need to do this full time. And to, and to now be you know, director of education at Austin <laughs> Institute where you really are, you know, way showing in a way that is, is absolutely in a formal way mm -hmm. and, um, and, and in service like this. Well, it's, um, I guess I've always, you know, when I left Ohio for South Carolina, I left because um, I started getting a following and I didn't know how to really, um, I was working on, understanding that the teacher is not the point of power. You know, the teacher is just a way shower, is a mentor, someone that journeys with you. And and I had, and, and these people were lining up and not going to the practitioners, they were coming to me after church. And I said, and I thought to myself, you know, this isn't, this isn't right, this isn't correct. And, and, I, and, and I didn't feel worthy 
you know, no matter, you know, and so that was some, an issue I needed to work on is how do you handle, uh, uh, that when people come to you because, because you're there opening a door for them and understanding that that's your, the way you're expressing, you know, it's not who I am, but it's how I'm expressing my own inner knowing at, at that moment in time. But at that time, I didn't really know how to, um, how to handle, uh, uh, you know, all that adulation, I guess you could say, you know, at that time where, where you had all this. And, and because I didn't want to believe my press. You see, it's I did, you know, when people, when, when teachers start believing what others are saying about them, it's one thing to appreciate it and say, well, thank you. Another thing you to know. live in it. Yeah, because, but uh, and understanding that, that they are seeing in you what's really in them. And so, uh, yeah, and 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 so um, uh, that's something I had had to work on too: is being comfortable, being comfortable with not with having people feel or know the sense of power about me, because people are either going to like it, uh, are attracted to it, or they're going to feel like like it's 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 uh, scratching on a blackboard, you know, because because your energy is allergic to their energy. It's in a different keynote. Mm -hmm. It's not better, it's not worse. It's just that I might be in the key of F and they're in the key of F sharp or something, you know, where it's that, that, you know, that dissonance. And, and, and that's okay because then you learn um, about, about loving them anyway, you know, because and what are you loving? You're focusing on the divine spark within them. You're loving the God that's, that's, that you're not loving you know, personality because the personality, right. you know, can't stand you, but you're loving you're loving the, the the core of who they are because it's all God. You know, everything is either all the divine, all God, all the creator, or it's nothing at all because it right. was, you know. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this conversation is so amazing. We're here with Dr. Missy Higginbotham today on the Women of Power show. Um, if you're joining in with this, if you're here, please add a question in. If you have a question for Dr. Missy, We'd love to know what your thoughts are, what your feelings are about this conversation, if there's anything. Oh, there are some comments here. Janine, welcome, Janine. Yeah, Jeannie. Jeannie, sorry, you were missing on my dashboard there. I've just pulled my dashboard over. Welcome, welcome today to the Women in the Power show with Dr. Missy. And yes, the story of power is great. And I'm um, so grateful for Dr. Missy as a way shower in, in my life. Beautiful. I, you know what I wanted I want to say here that um in in light of what you're sharing right now about um not feeling ready to receive the adulation or the power or the uh, the the recognition I won't say it, re the recognition the awareness from others and now I mean because we're living in an in a time now with social media where there is where there can be pressure for um at, you know, as uh, and I'm wondering how you navigate this, or if you do, as a spiritual guide and way shower that you are, and teacher that you are. How, what do you believe about the, um, or what do you think is the right use for um, for being a spiritual teacher with social media? Well, you know, um, I think everybody's called in different ways. Now. Um, for me, it, using social media was a way to just put out thoughts for people to to think about or, or to feel about. You know, it's it's uh, some of it was where I was at the moment. Some of it was just seemed appropriate at the time. Like like here's a few lines, or you know, there was a time when I did a lot with pictures and and, and did my own pictures with thoughts on them, and and then um, and I love finding. Uh, things that other people posted and forwarding them and sharing them um, because the whole thing is to remind people of who they are in truth. You yes. see? Um, that, um, and, and, tr and, and perhaps to give them a focus that they could take away for the day okay. um, so that, so that their, their focus becomes an inner focus what, uh, because there's a whole thing about balance or, or I like to say harmony because you're harmonizing your outside and your inside life. Yes. And, and it, they shouldn't be separate. Your inside life is how you express through whatever you're doing in your external life. Sure. You know, so, so if I go 
to the grocery store. I am taking who and what I am in truth. And I am informing the field. Right. I am, a light carries information, you see. So the more divine light with that divine information that I can hold, then then if I'm if someone passes me in the in the baking aisle, you know, and I'm looking for sugar and 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 they're passing me, they're going right through my energy field. Yes. And I, I had a teacher, one of those weekend teacher things, but um, but it was a really good because uh, uh, he came for three different workshops. And, but he told me, he says, one day you can get so clear in your energy pe- field that people can get healed by go- walking through it. And I thought that that's I right. love that you've said that. I want to do that, you know. Because, <laughs> and for me, it's um, also it's about being conscious of where I walk. I, when I see people walking towards me, I make a choice always. Do I really want to walk? Do I want to walk this way or that way or in between them? If they're two people and they're kind of, you know, apart from each other, it's really interesting that, isn't it? How we can, our energy does go before us and other people's energy goes before them as well when we're walking into that into their energy yes yeah yeah and you can yeah. you know and, and you have a choice you can you can expand your field or you can or you can say let me bring it close to me you know if, if yes. you uh, so there's sometimes you 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 just want to not be noticed in the crowd you just want to be sure. you know, and observe and and just uh uh kind of uh, uh it's it's like oh let me emanate kindness you know and my husband's very good at being kind and he's taught me so much about being kind so it's 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 being aware of your thoughts and being aware of your feelings because feelings are such a motive power um uh, of your thoughts because and then you become because you see when they talk about prayer Prayer is everything. You see, yeah. it's not that now I'm going to pray. I mean, yes. it's who you are is a who you be. Who yes. you be is a living prayer, and so and so your thoughts, your feelings, then become what you're praying. All right, yes. setting an intention right. for it. So it's, I had a uh, I had a um, a reading one time, and I was told that I needed to be very careful of what I said and what I thought because people would take that as truth, you know, especially what that because uh, because when you start when you start being the authentic self, you start being real, uh, it's very powerful. And that's that's where where people can uh, find their power, you know, and women can find their power is what is is being one with their authentic self. Who am I? But it's and and it's it's not what I do, but who am I? You know, mm-hmm. and, and and can I be that? And it doesn't mean that you don't express your things, you, yourself. You don't express your personality um, in in ways maybe that, uh, like, I'm not a real party goer, but it's fun for about half an hour. And yeah. then I get out of there with too many people. You know, it's like getting over overstimulated with all this energy because as an impact on the way I process energy, I, I'm, you know, you're feeling this or that or that. And, and it's like, after a while, you just need to go to a corner and yes. have, have, have a cup of tea and, and read a book. You know, you need to recharge. Everybody, everybody operates differently in how their energy cycles through them for them, with them and as them. And, um, uh, and it's just, and, and, and that's where your point of power is. It's here. And it's, and it's when you, one of the most powerful things is, is if you have a fear is what's the worst thing that can happen and being okay with the worst thing that could happen. That's such a good question to ask, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What is the worst thing? Because it's so easy to, can be so easy to get into a loop of fear. It, it, and, it uh, is. And I've been where my, my whole, I know I'm, uh, you know, but yeah. and I called a friend one time that I thought someone was breaking into my house and in, in, into my property and stuff. And, and someone was, but something scared them away too. And I thought that was interesting. I have no idea who or what, but I figured it was my divine team, but I was mm-hmm. there on the floor. My, the back door to my kitchen mm-hmm. was, was broken. And I took this heavy hutch uh, that was on wheels and moved it across the door. And, and I called a friend of mine and, and, I, and I said, look, I said, I know I'm always safe, but my body doesn't know that. And my body was doing this. And, yeah. and, and, and so it was just a letting it, letting it feel, letting it feel because there was stuck energy. Uh, there was that fear and it needed to come up and out and, and, and out of the cells of the body. But I had to walk through it because otherwise the fear captures you. You've given yes. your power away to that fear. And the fear you see is, 
is an energy idea. Right. Of, of, um, because you have your, your, it's an idea of what could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. So, so you're in the future. And, and, and a lot of times that fear is based on what has happened and you're in the past. So you need to be in the present moment. And it's not easy. Like, okay, how do I do that? You know? And a lot of it is just breathing. I, you know, I, I'll get real tight and I'll start breathing. And, and sometimes I have to go just because it feels like, Everything. I, I, I need that to, to yeah. sort of like go uh, like, like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so you find your, you find your ways you find and, and other people might have ideas and, and, but it's, it's understanding what fits or feels right for you. But and that's the, really important, isn't it? Because we each have our own different ways of, um, of responding, of, our own different set of tools and exercises, spiritual practices. Mm -hmm. um, no two people are the same with, with what we're doing on a daily basis with spiritual mm -hmm. routine. And we've, uh, that's the pit that I love to mm -hmm. find my own way and, and, and not feel that I have to do it this way because someone oh, yeah. is saying doing it this way. It's like, no, I'm going to find my own Laura styley here. <laughs> well, it's like I was talking to, to, uh, uh, to a person the other day, and and uh, we were we were talking about a book that she was she was doing for class, and it had given some exercises, and um, and she's and, and I told her I said you don't have to do it exactly as that person. I said that person is doing it um, how he has been trained based yeah. on his background, and it had to do with the, the flow of energy of, of you know spirits within. And I like to go spirit above me, spirit below me. And this yes. book was called Spirit Below Me, Spirit Above Me. And 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 I said, but this guy is very into being uh, into into the fairy and the nature stuff. So so and so he's going to go down first, and yeah. I like up and then anchor that down. And and um, and he went behind, you know, spirit behind me, and spirit there for the ancestors or what's in the past, and spirit above, in front of me. I like to go in front of me and back me. It just feels more natural than to yeah. my right, to my left, and then back to center, and everything radiates out, you know, forming the field. And so you're you're in this essentially your own soul capsule, but you've you've anchored it, um, uh, and and now and now you're in what we call the sphere of creation. You can say, "Let there be light," or "All is well." You know, there is. I am. I am light. I am stillness itself. I am peace. And so, but it's the whole thing was is that is that just because someone says something, if it doesn't mm -hmm. feel right to you, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much you respect that person or how much they know, it's not right for you. You know. So yes. so and and so what. Um, uh, so when you're given something, you you take away what fits, you know. You take away you take away what's what's right and and, and feels feels correct for for you, and you leave the rest. And maybe you'll work with the rest later on. But but trust yourself that what's the thought, you know? If your energy flows this way and that way, then don't go this way and that way. Don't go right. back front if it front to back feels better. Don't go down the up, you know. If, uh, it's like like a lot of healing modalities that will start with the feet first. Why do I want to push the energy up? I want to go up to the top yes. and use the higher frequency to go down and transform. Yes. And that doesn't mean I won't go down to the feet maybe on step two, just the ground them and then go back up. But right. it, it's like what feels right to you and 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 know and know why it feels right. It's learning to know yourself, know yourself. And everything else holds. That was the thing about the Adel the Delphi Temple, you know, yes. was, was know thyself, you know. Know thyself. Right. And, and that's in the that's with how we use spiritual practice, how we uh how we communicate with others, how we know what it is we're here to do, what our soul mandate is. It's knowing thyself all the way through, isn't it? On every level. It and is. then we are living that authentic life, the authentic self that you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier, living in our authentic truth of who we be and not making any excuses for it. And it's okay if, if you don't know at this moment, well, who am I? What am I? 
because you know that, questions <laughs> this is that that's when you just allow yourself just to be you rest you know you rest yeah. in the nothingness yes sometimes, sometimes i can remember that that i was asked to write something and i'm writing and nothing's coming so i thought to myself okay maybe i'm just called to to rest in the nothingness and just allow whatever's to come through in its own time. You see, you're in yeah. a funny timing cosmic moment. And what's a cosmic moment? It's not like this. It's like this. And and when you least expect it, when you're making cookies, you're going to get thoughts to come in. And you're going like, oh, because the active part of the mind <clears throat> is now still, and you and you've allowed the creative part, you've allowed the God force to come through you, with you, for you, and as you. And, and because that's, because you're allowing, you're open and, and cause your mind's not on this. Your mind's and so open. that's the be, do, be, do, be, do. And even the do, be, do, be, do, yeah. not even do, be, do, just get into the, the zone with not even being and doing just in that zone. And I love it that your, your, your being zone is baking cookies. <laughs> oh, I know this about you. <laughs> what are your favorite cookies to bake, Dr. Missy? <laughs> yeah, well, it just depends. I, I had made spritz for decades. My grandma used to make them, and I got myself a cookie press. So I was making spritz the other day, but I'm going to be making snickerdoodles, and I'm going to be making starlight cookies, which are which are a cookie that has a, a mint patty in the center. And, and so it's a surprise when you bite the cookie, you, you, you get that mint patty. Mm. And um, pizzle cookies. Pizzle cookies are those, uh, they're, they're made with a waffle iron. That's that's a special cookie iron. And my grandma used to make them. So it's ones that we grew up with. We robbed grandma's cookie tin when we'd go over see her. And she always had certain cookies that she made, uh, over, you know, over the holidays. And so it's like, those are the ones that I'm, that I'm looking at, the, my favorite ones. And it's, it allows me to be in gratitude mm. for grandma. You know, at this time of year, it's, it's like, thank you for this and thank you for that because uh, uh, she was a safe place for us. And so it's, it's. Uh, oh, wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Dr. Missy, we are, we have been here for over an hour and I like to kind of keep the show to an hour so that it's, it's nice and kind of in that, in that, um, that capsule of an hour. And, and I know that we have a lot more to talk about, so I'm sure that you'll come back onto the Women of Power show. I'd love you to, though, to, to give a final, um, your final message for anybody that's either watching now or, or, Jeannie's here. She loves pixels. <laughs> and have some pixel cookies. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Jeannie. Jeannie has a show called Sofa Sundays. Uh, she and Michelle Davis. And oh, Sofa Sundays. Yes, we've connected. Yeah. And what's nice is is something that she does, and and I'd like to do is is that you meet people where they are, and you don't try to you don't try to be something special. You're just wanting to see people as people and say, well, what what do you have that what do you have to to uh, uh, what questions do you have or where are you? You know, my whole thing is what's your spark? But it's being authentic because because there are so many people out there that have the mask on. So it's so it's it's like the point of power is in your authenticity. And don't let anybody ever close that mouth. Don't let anybody stop your throat up. You know, yeah. speak, speak your truth. And that's that's the true meaning of speaking truth to power. Speak your truth. And in that authentic truth, telling is where the power comes. Thank you, Dr. Missy. Thank you for being here. For shining your light, um, for sharing so um, so authentically today, and for for giving us an insight into your world and your life and what you've things that you've done and your journey, how you how it is that you've you've got to be where you are right now as as the the immense spiritual guide and way shower that you are. Thank you for everything, Dr. Missy. Yes, and and uh, and Jeannie, thank you. I love the point of power is in authenticity. Perfect. It's beautiful. I think that needs to be a meme. <laughs> Create that one for Facebook. <laughs> Definitely. And also you do have a book, Dr. Missy, which I'd like to just share here. Oh, yeah. Well, you can share it. You've got it there. There we go. Voice <laughs> sound eternal. 
And it's, um, you can get it on Amazon. And thank you for allowing me to, sh to show it. Oh, it's absolutely. I'm going to put the, uh, there we are. And you are writing in the Women of the Divine CEO magazine. For anybody that's watching right now, if you're thinking, how do I get a little bit more of Dr. Missy every month? Well, there you are. You can sign up for the magazine and um, that's delivered free to your inbox. And of course, you can connect directly with Dr. Missy through her website here. And Dr. Missy is at the Emerson Institute edu also you can find her there if you want to if you're interested in the courses and uh and further ed spiritual education and guidance that dr missy offers through emerson institute well thank you thank you thank you for being here and and Jeannie, there we go oh she's making the meme i love it <laughs> <laughs> great share it on pages <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you, Dr. Missy. Until next time on the Women of Power show, have an amazing time over the holiday season. We'll be back in the new year with another show. Thank you. Yes, recommend Emerson, definitely. Emerson Institute and Dr. Missy's book. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>